Welcome to episode five of the Chasing Life podcast. Hi, Bill. It is March, May 1st. May 1st. 1st of May. May. Jonathan Colton. Guys, look it up. He's got a song about the 1st of May. We could actually include it, I think. Yeah? Because I know him because of the podcasting and he was one of the first guys on board musically as like a musician that was putting music out that was allowed to be played on podcasts. I don't think that it's appropriate. We, our, our podcast does carry the explicit tag. Because we always end up swearing. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. if we don't mean to. <laughs> I think you can find Jonathan Colton on just about every one of the major platforms. First of May, first of May, mm. outdoor starts today. <clears throat> it's a fun song. Don't play it in front of your kids. <laughs> it's not uh, Justin Timberlake. It's gonna be May. It's also fun to play that one because it's really like, in the, as a background music, you just kinda, like you don't really notice it. Yeah. And then like everyone's like, if you played that at a house party, just kind of threw it in the mix. Yeah. No one would even pay attention. Until somebody goes like, oh my God, wait a second. No. What did they just say? Probably not even then. It's just a cheeky little like folk song. About to celebrate spring. The first of May. I know that's, May 1st is not necessarily the start of spring, but. No. It's always kind of like. Certainly doesn't feel like spring today. No, it's pretty chilly here. It's chilly again. I think Man. Like, I think it said like eight degrees in the car. Yeah, but the wind was all like terrible. Yeah, the wind out here is brutal. Makes it even 10 degrees feel a lot colder. Hudson was complaining about his cheeks getting rosy while we were outside putting a fence up. Yeah, so that was a good uh, project that we worked on just actually just before dinner today. I was pretty proud of myself. I did the lion's share of that myself. Yeah. I had to move a stack of old fence boards because they would have been... We ran a new fence row for Ruby to put her on a new um, paddock because she was kind of... She'd spent, what, three weeks on that big paddock, that front yep. paddock, <clears throat> and it was getting kind of um, grazed over. So it was it was time to move her because the back paddock was looking nice and lush and <laughs> clover was coming up, alfalfa was coming up, so we wanted to get her moved. So I think, I think it's a little bigger back there too. I think, I think there's a little bit more... Not much, but... I think you're right. I was looking at it kind of as I was running that fence row. And um, yeah, I think it's it's marginally bigger. Yeah. So I went to the PV Mart with the boys this morning. For sure, weekly trips now. Mm-hmm. Home hardware, PV Mart. Yeah. Lowe's a little bit. Yeah. So I picked up some new um, electric fence posts and... All the boys were napping, pushed them into the ground as much as I could, moved a stack of old fence boards that we were going to try. Yeah, we salvaged upcycle. a couple of them. Salvage. Yeah, we did repair some fences with some of that board. And I think in an effort to, um, you know, reuse some of the material that we've got hanging around. That yeah. was, I mean, that was a good, our intentions were good. We just didn't end up using as much as we thought we would. There was a lot of bad boards there. Yeah. There was a lot of like rotted out, twisted, like freight ends so now it's kind of a matter of like okay what do we do with this giant pile of yeah it's a big pile crappy of wood. wood and like do we move it again to a place that's more conducive to burning like well it's on the most not most of it a third of it's on the wagon the hay wagon now uh false <laughs> no <laughs> i would say three quarters of it are is on the ground. Like the only thing that's on the wagon is the so, old post. Wasn't that far off. You, well, uh, I said 33%. You're saying 25% is on the wagon. You said 33% is on the wagon. I said about a third is on the wagon. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, it, listen. There's still, there's still a giant pile of, and the, the worst part about all that wood is. It's the pokey bits. Yeah, are it's, got, <laughs> it's, it's full of nails. We had a giant pile of just like, as the fences kind of like fell down and we weren't using anything, we just kind of like pulled the boards out and threw them in a pile. Figuring one day I was going to probably pull some boards out of it. I think you kind of realize why some properties just have piles of rubble all over the place. Because it's like we have all of that hay that we had to get rid of, all that moldy hay. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking I should use that as a backstop for shooting. Man, you do whatever you want with it. But like we have to do something because yeah. we have to get it out of there. So yeah. like there's probably 20 bales of moldy hay that need to be dealt with whatever we end up doing with them. Yep. We have 
all of those fence boards yeah. that need to be dealt with. Like we're talking like a six foot pile. Yeah. Like it's pretty substantial. Like 10 feet long, yeah. four feet wide, six feet high. And then we took apart some, old, well, we took out some old equipment from the gym. So we've got all of those jerk blocks that are yeah. like sitting in a pile over by the fire pit. And I don't have a chainsaw, a working chainsaw right now. Oh man. We just need to like do a big yard tidy up add it to the list, right? Yeah. Like I understand why people never get around to doing these things because it's like, what do you do with all of that stuff? We you had can't to, just we, light we had, it up. We had to move it. And now where it is now, we have to move it again. The fence so boards. It, it has to be dealt with. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, just move it closer to its final resting place. <laughs> final destination. I wonder, hmm, could you get one of those like wire bins? Do you know what I mean? Like a, like a factory would use for parts. Yeah, I mean, I see them at auction all the time because usually they're from those juice totes. Oh, I'm thinking of something that has a little bit tighter mesh mm. on it because then you could just put the wood in there and burn it in there. Yeah, I mean, you'd still have to cut it up, but it yes. would be a nice controlled. Yeah. That's a good idea. Hmm, I have those from time to time. Yeah. And yeah, that's something still, that still we still have could... to go through, like cut it all up in lengths and that would yeah. fit into the thing. And I mean, it would still, it would be multiple burns in that thing. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like there's a lot of there's a there. lot of wood there. So um, all of that to say that we, um, so I moved all of the wood. I pushed all the fence posts that I could into the ground. I had to leave a gap for you to get the hay wagon out because the hay wagon would have been on the wrong side of the fence yep. with all of said scrap posts on it. And, and then when you got the, home and from the tiller work, and bed shaper is still attached to the tractor, yeah. which is more than. I didn't feel confident enough to, I've seen you do it a few times, drop the, the bed tiller, the bed shaper off the tractor, but I didn't feel confident enough in my ability to drop that and then hook up the wagon to the tractor yeah. and get the tractor out of there. Because there's also like, that's where all of the implements are currently parked. Yeah. You have to kind of thread the needle on yeah. how to get it through there. So I was feeling a little bit anxious about that. So I just left the gap there for you to come home from work and hook the hay wagon up to the, the truck and and pull it out of there. And then we strung yeah. a new run. And oh, we re reused some material there too. Yep. We reused an old piece. Made a couple little small chunks of electric fence that we yeah, threaded back into it. Because we're using that poly wire with the, with it's like a poly braided rope mm -hmm. with metal braided into it. Yeah. And we, you know, between changing some of the fencing structure that we had for Ruby before, we had some small lengths of it and we Which were able to sacrificial pasture <laughs> yeah so we were able to reuse that so that's good i'm glad we did that yeah and then we got ruby that <laughs> after some convincing <laughs> she she didn't know she didn't quite yet understand that we had a new place for her to go yeah she she just automatically assumes oh i gotta go back in my stall again yeah and she doesn't do well today. being led with halter and lead so she's gonna have to get used to that because she's gonna have to be led to get milked at some point, she's going to need to be get. She's going to be, need to learn to be led with the halter and with the the lead. And I feel kind of terrible, but I think when we get our gator, we have to we have to halter break her. Yeah, I might ask for help with Mike from Mike. Yeah, so basically, you tie the cow to the gator and drag her. Yeah, but jerseys do this. I mean, probably other cows do it too. Yeah. But jerseys protest and, and hit the ground. Like she goes down, she kneels. Yeah. First, she kneels on her front legs, and then if she, if you keep pulling her, she just like yeah. lays right down. She goes right down. It's like a toddler. Um, <laughs> she is like a toddler in so many ways. She's like a toddler. I think she's more of a uh, insolent teen right now. She's she's a broody teenager. Sixteen and pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, spoiler alert: Ruby's still pregnant. Yeah, no calf. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to stop saying. The, the podcast getting... will lead with calf oh, when man. there's a calf. Totally. And and maybe it'll be late because there's calf. I don't know. I just, I'm just going to stop saying anything about this calf because I feel like, you know, we're on episode five and for five weeks I'm saying like, this cow's coming. It's coming. But. So now I have you on record. Yeah. What? I'm going to clip that out. Yeah. And every episode from now until the calf comes that you mentioned the calf. <laughs> You're I'm just going to... I got one of these quick buttons. I'm just going to play yeah. this. I'm not going to talk about the calf. Yeah. I mean, that being said today, she was so goopy. Yeah. Like she had... Okay. I'm going to talk about mucus because, I mean, 
ladies, if you've had a child, you know that mucus is a precursor to birth. Um, and it was like up her back and on her tail and dripping. Like it, she was, it was a, a bit of a scene. And I've been trying to um, keep her clean. I think I mentioned this the last podcast because we talked about cleaning her out in the field, giving her a sponge bath out in the field. Um, but yeah, I've been keeping her clean and just kind of watching out for blood. And we haven't seen any blood yet, but today was a significant amount of mucus. That said, how many calves, how many cows have you had that weren't pregnant for any length of time? Precisely zero. Exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> mucusy back ends on a, on a cow. Yeah. It's theoretically just possible. Yeah, potentially, I suppose. (laughs) So we're we're learning along with you guys. So she also had um, an abscess on her cheek. I thought when it first showed up, because it just like... Like like the size of a grape. Yeah, and it literally showed up overnight. Um, And I thought that maybe it was a tooth. And she let me stick my finger in her mouth. And I kind of felt around a little bit and just kind of like went with the theory that it was a tooth. And then it was kind of getting a little bit bigger. So I wanted to explore it a little bit more. So I stuck a rubber glove on and really got into her mouth and felt her gums. And it it wasn't her tooth. um, And I could feel that it was in her cheek. And so I think, you know, I don't know. My theory is that she just kind of got poked by something and it got a little bit infected and just kind of you know, went from there. But on the weekend, um, yesterday, I noticed that it had, had burst, like it looked a little scabby. So, and and she doesn't want me to touch it. She didn't really want me to take a look at it. it, I mean, it's, I imagine that it's painful. It's kind of infected and swollen on her face. And I was able to kind of reach around her head and give it a squeeze and it burst. (laughs) I, I was clear across the field. And all I hear is, it burst all over me. (laughs) It was like the ultimate Dr. Pimple Popper. Like it was schmutzy and there was blood, a little bit of blood, not too much blood. Um, And it stunk. Oh, it smelled so bad. But I was kind of relieved that it burst because that means that we can start to like flush it out and clean it out. I was worried that um, we were going to have to get the vet in to lance it when, after the calf is born, but it broke open on its own. So that's fine. We've just got to keep it clean and we put some iodine in it and yep. we should probably do that again before bedtime. Cause it, and it looks a lot better. Like it is, yeah. it is a fair bit smaller. Um, we put the halter on her to get her out to the pasture and then back in the pasture and the halter just kind of sits right in front of it. So Especially I think when she's stubborn, you have to pull on yeah, it. Yeah. So I noticed when we brought her back in that there was, it was a bit oozy that there was still some more stuff sticking out, like pouring out of it. Better so, out than in. Yeah. So we'll have to keep that tidied up for her so that it doesn't get, get away on us. And I mean, other than that, that's kind of the Ruby update. We lost a chick. Yep. We were gone for the weekend and I don't think that that has much to do with it. I'm not I don't sure think that, that has anything to do with it. I'm not sure that that would have, we would have, us being here would have been prevented that. The kids were looking yeah. after the farm and um, one of the broiler chicks. So luckily when you order a dozen, they don't count that well. We had 13. So we still have 12, 12 broiler chicks. I was yeah. actually just feeding them and commenting just before we sat down to record. They're savage. They, we, yeah, I'm hoping by the weekend we can get them out in the mobile pen mm-hmm. because they need a little more space because they get big fast. We've yeah. got six chicks in one of the brooders. The brooders are give or take the same size. Um, they got six in the one and they're two or three weeks older. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't done, I haven't looked at the dates. Well, and they're calm. Yeah. I feel like well, those, those broilers are psycho. By the end of the day, there's the, the even the, the Sasso chicks are still running around pretty hard. Like mm. They they come at you pretty good. I think we kind of lucked out with those Sasso ones. I think, so we, that was the, that was the bunch that we hatched. We tried to do 24. That was the bit of a fail that we yeah. did. And we ended up with six. There's six there. Yeah. Uh, I think we have four hens. Yeah. I'm not think, certain. I'm looking at them and. It's the first little bit is dicey. You can't quite tell exactly what they I are. I always look at their waggles under their chin. Yeah. Because they all have crests, but the boys tend to have a more prominent crest. As they get the, older, the, the difference. waggles under their chin. Yeah. As they get older, the, the crest, their, their comb on the top of their head 
it, the boys keeps growing and the girls mm-hmm. doesn't. So, and they're still not to the point where that's the differentiating factor. Yeah, shows there's up there. two that they have a little bit more pronounced, yeah. and the other four are just kind of still little. So, so with any luck, fingers crossed, that'd be nice because yeah. they're they're going to head over to our friend Erica's house. Yep. Um, we'll and we're going to pick swapping hens for roosters because they had some roosters that they were kind of bringing up a little bit. So we'll throw all those roosters on, on grower in the, one of our, our big coop units. We hatched some eggs for a friend and helped them build a coop. I think, did we talk about Erica's coop? I don't know if we did. I don't know. We built a coop for a friend who wanted some backyard chickens and her, um, she homeschools and her, uh, one of her older sons, I think Archer is the second oldest. He is very well, into it. it. There's twins and then Archer. And he is Farmer Archer. He is just so pleased to get, like, an enthusiastic. Like, enthusiastic to help with the coop build. Yep. Enthusiastic still, to get out there with the chickens and, the first and learn. He's just... The first chance I had to build, he was under the weather, so he couldn't come out and help. And he was, like... I saw him peeking out the window mm-hmm. a bunch watching me work. Um, and then when I went back to finish everything off the second day, I needed a few more hours and he was just out there. And Even when like, we went away on holiday, we had them come out yeah. and collect eggs and take care of the chickens. And we kind of divided it up between them and another family and they took turns. And when we did the walkthrough to teach Archer everything, he, you could tell he was just like paying attention and he had know, questions, question like, even, and good questions, like even, questions that showed that he was thinking through to the next steps. Yeah. Even when I was doing the build there, we were, uh, I had the T post I'll put in for the, for the outdoor run. We were putting up the chicken mush and, um, like through that process, he was asking questions like, well, what are we going to do here? And how are we going to cut this? Cause we had to cut a hole for the, for the door for the chickens to get in out of. And well, how are we going to be able to close the door? Mm-hmm. Like he was, you could see he was asking really good question. And, like asking about like, well, what are you going to use to do? Like what tools you're going to use? And yeah. so like every tool I pulled out, I had to give him the once over. And like he wanted to use the, the, I didn't let him use a sock because I wasn't quite sure how mom and dad had felt about that one. But yeah. some of the other tools, like, I mean, the drill he used a bunch. And I said this to you um, when we were putting the fence up, you're such a patient teacher. And I think I appreciate that so much about you for my own learning. But I think like seeing how you, um, included Archer in every step because I I know that's it's hard to do when it's your own kids I'm sure that it's especially hard when you are um, teaching someone else's kids like the the buy-in maybe isn't there quite as much but like I said Archer is so enthusiastic that it it makes it feel so worth it to to do it and to to mentor him a little bit and give him this opportunity to learn and raise up his own chickens and be such a huge part of the process like it was I mean, so going, great. They had, they didn't have an outdoor run and the weather wasn't nice enough yet anyways. And the chickens mm-hmm. weren't ready to be outside. So we still had them inside. They have a little, they actually have a little steel shed that they're using as a, as a, a converted over to a coop. So luckily for us, it had a, had a doggy door in it already because somebody was using it for dog house previously. Mm-hmm. So we were able to just kind of remove a piece of plywood and fab up a new sliding door on that. Um, and we kind of, we built a little rough frame on the inside of that with some chicken mesh on it to keep them. So they don't have the whole thing just because the door wasn't great. And it's nice to have a little space inside and mm-hmm. everything. So and kinda... there aren't that many of them. No. So it's nice for them to have a little bit more um, closed in space. I think that'll be better once they start laying too. Yes. They'll know that that's the place that they go to lay yeah. eggs. Like so the smaller the, the better. Indoor. So they were already there in there. And the whole time, like when I went back, because I've only been back the one time really, um, going back and with him, with or without, it didn't really matter. But being in there, you could tell... Well, for starters, when I opened the door to the shed, there was two chairs sitting in front of the chicken coop, like just <laughs> just like plastic, like backyard, like outdoor patio chairs. Oh, um, and yeah, from all of the hens have names. They yeah. didn't. They knew what's. They know how boys work in the chicken world, so they weren't. They're not getting attached to the boys, but and they were saying like, oh, so and so, like you know, my sister named this one this, and da da da. Can they what tell they, them apart? Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's amazing. They know exactly which one's which. So they Until were, they molt and yeah. change their feathers. <laughs> well, they're, they're already getting like, they're more permanent. Like they're not fluff feathers. They anymore. still molt and yeah. look different after they molt. Yeah. Not as much as they, not as much as the first set of feathers. We should, um, we should give them bands. Yeah, we could. Yeah. We, we like band our chickens just because the odd time one gets into the other coop and we want to know who's who and how old each one is and that. And when you've got a bunch, if you've got 12 brown hens, Lord knows. So, but yeah, you can tell just by 
I mean, our chickens are okay with people in general when we go in the coop. Like, we don't cuddle them. Yeah, like we don't, we, we're not like in there like hanging out with them all the time and handling them and everything. But you can mm-hmm. very much tell that, that these these kids are in there all the time hanging out with the chickens. That's so great. Just like, so it's fun to see that too. I mean, I'm not that type of like when it comes to the, our, you know, livestock and everything, I'm not quite there. I don't, I don't abuse them. We hang out. I talk to them and everything, but I'm not down in them like they like sit inside of the chicken coop and like my ducks on the other yeah <laughs> so we had that we got those uh, those chickens all done so hopefully these if we've got four more hens that'd be perfect because that'll give them a good good batch of hens to have so we gave them seven and i think they ended up with four roosters yeah. and three hens so it'll be really nice if we could take four roosters and bring them back three sorry four hens yeah. and then they would have seven hens wouldn't quite be enough eggs for them no, they, on a daily when, basis when they they're a big family Usually, they buy them four dozen at a time. Mm-hmm. So, and and our chickens are starting to to molt a little, so then we're not getting quite as many eggs. We only Production got slowing down a bit. Five eggs today, although there's a broody hen sitting on a few. So. Oh, in two? Yep, Jeez. that same hen. Back. Really? Yeah. So yesterday I was. We able should to give s- her some eggs to incubate. See what happens. Well, the problem is you can't do that. She's choosing it to 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 brood. In the brooder box, which is not conducive to... Not the brooder box, the laying box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not a brooder box. So the they, brooder box would be a, yeah. a cozy milk crate with yeah. so straw. So she's it. sitting in the, the laying box, um, which, which would I can tell. I go in and collect eggs, and there's always like way too many warm ones. Because <laughs> she steals everybody else's eggs. She doesn't yeah. care. She'll sit on anything. Yeah. So yeah, I don't Aww. know if you'd train her to sit in somewhere different with eggs. Maybe. But I wonder if you, we should try. We should F around and find out. Just get a Just put a milk, milk crate, crate in with some straw, straw and then put the eggs in there and, and sit her on it and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. I have to get my gloves out because. She gets pecky. Oh, yeah. There was one egg poking out and I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to let you have that for now. Because every <laughs> once in a while they go in. Like they do leave their, their. And she's a pretty one. She's one of those silver ones. Yeah. She's got the speckles in that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they, um, they do leave. They go, she eats and she goes outside for a little bit every day. Um, so if you, I've caught her a few times where she's not there and I'm just grab all the eggs real quick. Yeah. And I purposely set those aside because I don't want to give those away to anybody. Okay. Because I don't know if there's a chicken on any of them. Oh, I see. Yeah. But we collect eggs often enough that there wouldn't be, like it, ta- it, it takes a week to 10 days for them to start to develop. Yeah. There's been times where she's, I've not been able to get eggs from under her for a week. That's sketchy. Yeah. I don't want to be making a Dutch baby and crack a freaking chicken. This is That's why disgusting. Those eggs I always sit, put separate and I crack those or I Hudson cracks those into a glass before we do anything with them. That's a good idea. Can you imagine Hudson's surprise if like a half-formed chick came out of... Oh man, poor yeah. buddy. That might be traumatic. I've done it. We barbecued a snail today. <laughs> <laughs> not not on purpose. It was yeah. in the barbecue when we lit the barbecue for dinner and... Didn't notice. He was like, get it, mama. Get it. I'm like, it's too late, man. It was sizzling. <laughs> a four-year-old running inside going, do you want NASCAR go? <laughs> so the answer was no. I'm not having backyard snails on the barbecue. Thank you. Oh, why not? I could have put some barbecue sauce on it for you. <laughs> then. Not interested. <laughs> so gross. Um, let's circle back to talking about um, chickens not laying eggs when they molt. Because mm-hmm. maybe that's something that people don't know. Yeah, so typically twice a year-ish or so. It depends because they all kind of do it at different times. So sometimes you don't notice the egg decrease. Depends on how many chickens you have it too, I suppose. Um, yeah, so typically twice a year you'll see. It's, I mean, it's a lot like shedding for a dog. Yeah, but does a dog's performance change when they shed? I, probably not. Like, I don't know. I've never tried to breed dogs. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Um, So when a chicken changes their feathers, and I don't know exactly what the function of molting is. Would it just be like the feathers get old and if you're looking at it from the perspective of flight, they're just not going to be as efficient? No, because I I don't know if wild flighted birds do the same and can't fly. Hmm. I know that obviously with ducks and that, when you clip their wings, you're actually, you're not, it sounds somewhat I don't know, mean, but all you're really doing is cutting feathers. It's just like cutting their hair. So it doesn't hurt them, and then they can't fly. And for the most part, if they've never flown, they kind of don't know about it. So 
Um, but yeah, with ours, with the chickens. So we're going through that period. I, I, I tend to think like it typically is right about now when we're going into spring when the weather gets warmer. Yeah. And then I think it happens again in the fall before the winter time. I, I wonder, I don't know, but perhaps chickens have winter feathers. Maybe. We should do some research. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've, we'll had start- chi- we've had chickens over winter for years. Yeah. We've we'll talk really- about it next week. We'll do some re- research and we'll find out next week. But while they're changing their feathers, bolting, they their egg production goes down. Way down. Yeah. So I mean, you can imagine they they they're they're consuming the same amount of feed, and that the energy to make feathers has to come somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like bees and wax. Yeah. If you take the bees' wax, they have to make the wax before they can make the honey. So right. One more chicken thing before we move on. We've got to do some butchering this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, we've got uh, Unit 3's got some broilers that we were experimenting with that are getting a little long in the tooth and are starting to to uh, wear down a little. So we're going to yeah. take care of them. We're going to take care of a rooster. We're going to move some. So uh, hold on. We're going to take care of which rooster? The rooster. We're going to take care of Hudson the rooster. We decided it was his time. And we weren't going to worry about the spurs. We're just going to take care of the whole bird. I would like to experiment. After, like, taking the spurs off after he's Post-mortem, gone? Post-mortem, yeah. Ooh. Why not try it? Yeah, I know. That's a bit dark. <laughs> <clears throat> you have fun with that. I mean, I'll, I'll warm up the potato. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, th- I think I would like to try just to see what the process is. Because he's not a great rooster. He's a little more aggressive. He's, he's not- getting aggressive. The other two, Bruce and Joe. Brewster the rooster. We call him Bruce. And Joe Cocker, <laughs> yes, we named our roosters, but only just to differentiate between the two, three. And Hudson named Hudson. So we're going to do a bit of shuffling around of the roosters. We're going to do a little bit of butchering just because we need to make some room because yep. we've got more chickens, the broilers that need a home. Yeah, so I think the all of the roosters from the ones we hatched, all the Sasson roosters, we'll put in unit three. Mm-hmm. And the broilers hopefully Switch them to grower out. feed. Yeah, and the, and the broilers hopefully will get out on the pasture. That's a good idea. That's kind of my... So hopefully we can do that on the weekend. Yeah. Hopefully the weather's a little bit nicer. And then maybe we can move the duck house over because we have ducklings. Well, the ducks will probably go in the brooder for a little while, in that brooder box. Yeah, because they will be probably three weeks. I don't know if that brooder box is a good idea for them because they they absolutely have to have water. Do you know anybody who makes water things? Well, are you going to make a pond liner for my ducks? Now I'm thinking about how I could do it. <gasps> so Aww. I made I, I made liners for our brooder boxes to make them easier to clean. A spoiler we've, alert. We've talked about this before. Not easier to clean. Yeah. They they clean really well. It's just a pain to clean them. Yeah. They get really clean when you do clean them. Yeah. Better than you would like a plywood box. But um, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll think on it for a little bit and see if I can't come up with something to. So um, we put 13 eggs um, from a friend of a friend into the incubator, not really knowing what breed they were, if they were fertilized or not. Um, I candled them after seven to 10 days again, just like we did with the chicken eggs and they all looked viable. So I was super excited that they all looked fertilized. Um, And then they started hatching. We went away for the weekend and they started hatching on Friday before we left. They actually started hatching on Thursday, but no chicks actually, no ducklings actually made it out until Friday. wiggling and some cracking. Yeah. So um, much anticipation because they take 28 days instead of 21 days. And in fact, we didn't even know if they were all ducks. The lady that I got them. Yeah. The lady that I got them from thought that two of them might actually be silky chicken eggs. And I thought, well. If they're chickens, they'll hatch in 21 and we'll know because chickens hatch in 21 days. Um, But no chickens at 21. So we knew that we had all ducks and nine of 14 eggs, nine of 13 eggs hatched. So there's four eggs that I'm just kind of leaving in the incubator just because I read that there's some breeds of duck that take up to a week longer, but I'm not hopeful. It kind of looks like they may be didn't make it through the hatching process. Was that, were some of those breeds the ones that you know that she had? Because you got a list of the types of ducks that... I have no idea what's there. Like looking at the ducklings that hatched? No, 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 no. But were some of the breeds that she has the ones that take longer? Oh, that I don't know. I didn't... Didn't cross-reference them? No, I didn't take that that step further. I just, I just thought there's four that are 
not hatched. We'll just leave them a little bit longer and wait and see. But again, I'm not optimistic that anything's going to happen with them. So if they're not hatched by, you know, tomorrow or Wednesday, we'll toss them out. Um, but the nine that did hatch are lovely. <laughs> they are so adorable. Look at your phone now. What? Look at your phone. If you're listening. Oh. Look at your phone. I mean, I'll go, send me one of the photos. Send me the, the photo that you would like to feature the best. Okay. I'll take some pictures. And, I will, and I'll put it into the into the uh, episode. And so we did it. name some of them. Oh, geez. <laughs> so uh, I don't, if anybody has kids, older children that ever watched the Wonder Pets, there was a duck on that show and that duck's name was Ming Ming. So one of them is named Ming Ming. Um, the first black and yellow that came out, um, it's like a mallard looking duck. Maya called it Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> uh, I can't remember any of the others. It doesn't matter. <laughs> They're just, so, um, when we got home on Sunday, we got to spend some time with them for the first time because they were all still in the incubator when we left. Um, we hadn't transferred them into the brooder bin yet. And so when we got home from our little weekend getaway, I put them right into the bathtub because I wanted to see them swim. <laughs> and Bo stripped down. Yeah. Bo wanted to get into the bathtub with the baby ducks. Which is weird because he doesn't like being near them. No. Like if you try to hand one to him, he freaks. Yeah. He was not. When Hudson and I were sitting on the floor playing with them, he um, boated, but wanted to watch. He was yeah. curious, but he did not want to hold the duck. Length. And meanwhile, Hudson's like jamming them up his shirt and giggling because they're tickling his tummy. And I just said to him that he's the luckiest boy that he gets to grow up with all these baby animals around him. They are adorable. I don't, I cannot stress enough. And I don't know why it's so much different than chicks, but I think it's just the newness of having ducks and like the anticipation of wanting to have them. And now they're here and I can pet them. And they do this cute little thing when they're in the bathtub. They like get up on their back feet and kind of like zoom across the water. And then they, they kind of like dive down under the water and they zoom under the water. Like they're so fun to watch. I'm sorry. I am smitten. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear the smile in my voice. I'm so happy. And I'm over here worried. Yeah. Cause he's worried that I'm not going to let him dispatch the ducks if if i get ducks if okay so if there's a gander and i am getting fertilized duck eggs and i can continue to incubate and hatch ducklings then you can have then we can have duck meat and you can fire up the smoker and we'll smoke a duck breast and we'll have all of the delicious duck things but <laughs> if I don't have a gander, what's a female duck called? Oh, it's a drake. It's not a gander. A, a gander is a goose. Drake is a boy duck. So what's a what's a lady duck? Is it just a hen? I don't know. Huh. More to learn. Yeah. Whatever. If I have a breeding pair, then, and we can continue to incubate eggs, then you go ahead. But I have my little flock of nine babies that I'm so pleased with. So we're going to move the old chicken coop over to the pond. And then that's where they will live. We'll put up the old electric fence netting, the white, the the OG electric yeah. fence netting. And I think we should actually put a charger on that. Like we should actually electrify that. Both to keep the ducks in and the predators out. Yeah, my only concern is we can't really get four sides of our pond. Why not? You can walk that backside. Can you? Oh, yeah. I did it the other day in my Wobo boots. <laughs> our, our pond is more or less up against a fence, the neighbor's fence line. Yeah. It's fine. I went back there. I'll have to do that sooner rather than later. I don't know if that fence is big enough. Then we'll just buy another piece. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> you just throw the kids in the station wagon and go down to the PV Mart. Yep. Right. Thank you for not calling it a van. <laughs> I was trying to get a more like, I was trying to weave in some imagery of. Can you buy me a woody station wagon? Like a wood paneled station wagon? Only if it comes with a surfboard over the top. 100%. I think they make the Jeep. What's the new Jeep? The new. Grand Wagoneer? Yeah. I think they make it with like wood panels. Not a fan of. I'm not, not a fan of Chrysler products. Hmm. 
Um, I was looking at new Ford trucks. Not I was looking at old Ford trucks today. New old Ford trucks. Okay, so we talked about the cow. We talked about the ducks. We talked about the chickens. What else? What other animals are coming to the farm? Bees are coming in June. Yeah, that's got a little bit of time yet. Yeah. Didn't really do anything with gardens this nope. last week. Nope. We were away for the weekend. Which was so lovely. <laughs> a friend volunteered. Yeah. She's like, I'll just take the boys for the weekend. We were like, both of them? We were trying to for negotiate. We were trying to negotiate a night with a friend and then a night with your parents. But we couldn't we couldn't it, schedule it. Like it, between in the next in the in the six weeks. In the, the, like the, the future six weeks, we could not figure out a weekend that uh, that would all work. Yeah. And I think if we had waited too much longer, I would be really panicking about Ruby. Like the week leading up, like last week leading up to the weekend, I was already feeling like, man, she's going to drop this calf right before we leave and we're going to have to cancel our plans. Until Friday, I was really on edge about the whole thing. And then but, you texted a farmer. Yeah. So I texted the, the well, so it, it was Ruby's birthday. So <laughs> of course I, you send. I sent him a picture <laughs> of Ruby. The pictures you've seen if you follow us on Instagram. Yeah, the pictures of Ruby in her birthday hat. And he must have just thought that I was the most nutter's cow lady. Like, but he's, Brad, bless his heart, Brad is so supportive. And like, he is just as pleased as we are that Ruby is here with us. And, um, living her best life and she's being so, so loved. So he was happy to receive the pictures of Ruby in her birthday hat and said, oh, lucky her, like no calf yet. And I said, no, there's no calf yet. And he said, well, send me a picture of her rear end and I'll tell you, I'll give you my best, pr- pr- uh, best prediction. Did so, he swipe right? Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> they were, if anybody was looking over his shoulder and saw those photos, they, I mean, I won't take one look at Brad, you know, he's a farmer, but like it, yeah, they were explicit. <laughs> explicit cow photos. Uh, And he said, no, I think you got a week. So that kind of rested my mind a little bit that she's, you know, not going to have a calf while we're away for the weekend. And I could really lean into a a rest and relaxing weekend. Which we did. It was amazing. We rented a cabin in the woods about 40 minutes from us. So that if we had to come back home, it wasn't far. On the lake, the big lake on one of the Great Lakes. And uh, I went grocery shopping Thursday. Uh, yeah, I think so. Before we left, yep. So we like picked up well, more or less everything that we thought we were going to need, threw everything in the car, put the boys down for a nap on Friday, checked in with the kids. Hit the road. And we got the heck out of here. And it, like, even getting there as early as we did on Friday afternoon was really nice. Cause I think yeah. it gave us a bit of a jump start on the weekend that we were able to like Wednesday. I got a message from the host saying like, it's ready for check-in at 10 o'clock. I was like, we could be there at 10 a.m. Yeah. Except I had to coach yeah. at nine 30. So. We knew we weren't going to be that early, but to be, to know that we could get there at one, two, three o'clock. And mm-hmm. the problem was nice. So we were there probably for around two. I think it was about like, three when we rolled in. Started then. a fire. Cause yes. there's a nice little wood fireplace, stove. wood stove inside. And yeah, it just had everything we needed. It had It was like, about 20 by 25 or 30 mm-hmm. with a loft, a bedroom up in the loft above the bathroom and kitchen. Had a full kitchen. Fireplace. Didn't have hot a mi- tub. microwave as well, the only thing. But, Which not the I mean, I think the only time that I wanted to use the microwave was to soften the butter. Yeah. Like, we didn't really need it. Yeah. Barbecue, but no propane. But we didn't need yeah. the barbecue either. Had a nice little hot tub right on the on the water. Coffee grinder. So yep. we had nice coffee. Like just and and I think the best part of it was that there was nothing for us to do. Like it wasn't like we went to Niagara, yeah. which we sometimes like to do. But then we just end up doing too much. We end up drinking too much. We end up like rushing from one place to the other because now you have to book tastings at places. So like, oh, we have to be here at this time. We had nowhere to be, nothing to do. You could see a house on either side, but never we never saw a single person. No. We parked the truck. We took two trips in. and To, to bring our stuff into the house. Hung my keys up, never touched the truck again no. until, until Sunday afternoon or Sunday midday. We went for a walk a little bit on Saturday. But even afternoon. that, we never got more than about 100 yards from the house. No, and I think maybe the other th- nice thing was that it rained all weekend. Yeah. Like it 
poured rain on Friday night. It was a hell of a storm on Friday night. And we, yeah, just sat and listened to the rain. We read books. We ate food when no one cried. We slept in past 5 a.m. Well, maybe we woke up to go pee, but then we went back to bed until 8.30. The one morning we didn't get out of bed until 10.30. Like, it was the most relaxing, rejuvenating weekend we've had in a very, very long time. It was a weird drive to work this morning. Yeah. Why? Because I wasn't tired. Mm, Yeah. I (laughs) I was driving in, I was like... I said that after dinner that I woke up at 5.20 this morning when I didn't have to because I didn't coach this morning. And I felt rested. Like I woke up at 20 after five feeling rested. Yeah. Like this is a, this is a foreign feeling to me. It was. It's, it's rare that we both get to be in bed past six o'clock. In the morning. Yeah. yeah. Like seven days a week. Yeah. Those boys are up. Causing chaos. Um, the other thing that I really, really enjoyed about the weekend was having fun with you. Like <laughs> we can, like we used to laugh a lot together and like have a ton of fun together and make stupid jokes yeah and just like finish each other's sentences and like laugh until your cheeks hurt over the most ridiculous things like stupidest things and so we got to do a little bit of that on the weekend which felt really nice and it made me think like okay how can we integrate this into like coming back to real life when we get back home because like I don't, I don't think that you can blame the kids for sucking all the fun out of things, but like we ought to find ways to have fun. Like we have, you and I have to find ways to, you know, have a little bit of that every day. Yeah. I mean, it is tough. Like, I mean, you said it when you came in the last 20 minutes before you came back in the house after you were doing class today. And it was like, I'm just like, Bo is doing nothing but screaming. Mm. He asks for a toy and screams at me when I hand him the toy that he wanted. Yeah. Like he's pissed off that, I don't know, I didn't hand hand it to him with my right hand, not my left. Like, I I don't know. And Hudson, he was continuously like, I hate you. Mm, I want another one of those cookies. No, Hudson, you can't have, we're having dinner in like 20 minutes. I hate you. Yeah. That's so hard. He spent about 10 or 15 minutes on the stairs today. That's tough because we had a really good morning today and I I don't know if it was, you know, partly because I was feeling more patient because, I mean, there were moments of that. Don't get me wrong. You took two kids shopping to the PV Mart. Yeah. (laughs) And before that, I locked them in the car for an hour with a show because I had to last minute coach a class. And that was the only... That's not as bad as it sounds. No. So... It was parked at the gym. Yeah. You were... Five steps away. Yeah. And every time um, my athletes were resting, I went outside to check in on them. But I mean, the reason why I did it this way is because strapped into their car seats is the only place that I know that they were safe and that they weren't going to get into something that they weren't supposed to. They're not to be trusted unsupervised for any length of time. So there will be essential oils in somebody's eyes. Yes. So this will be somebody going down the stairs. Speaking from experience, both (laughs) of those things have happened when we've tried to have the boys in the gym while I was coaching. It's just, it's not possible. And so we've been standing at the bottom of the stairs talking to members while the boys are upstairs for like three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And Hudson put essential, like a bottle of lavender oil in his eyes. I am all for peaceful parenting. <laughs> I got gangsters. I got gangsters. <laughs> um, case in point, Bo climbing on the outside of the steps. Yep. He was all the way up the staircase today. Now, my hand was two inches behind his bum the entire time. Let me and, get my let me get my camera. Uh, I took a quick picture, but <laughs> it was he was oh, his feet were higher than my head. Yeah. And he was like, because we have an old house with an old staircase, and he was climbing up on the outside of the stair, like open. Staircase. So he was like seven feet off the ground. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent on the now, outside. Of the now stairs. I told him because he he got high enough, his head was touching the ceiling. Jesus. And I told him he has to come back down. He climbed almost all the way back down, and when he got to about the third step from the bottom, he started like leaning back and trying to like step off and slide down the, the rungs. Mm, the spindles. Yeah, the spindles and get yeah. his feet on the floor. And he did that. Yeah. That was that that was the whole Man, this kid. So At all that to say months? that these boys are 
exhausting. Yep. Busy. Chaotic. We're in a really tough season because Hudson wants to work on fine motor things and Bo wants to work on gross motor things. So a really good example of this is Hudson wants to color a picture. Bo wants to dump the crayons upside down. Yeah. He likes throwing them. So, Or Hudson wants to build a magnet tile tower. And Bo wants to smash it. Yeah. Hudson wants to play with Play-Doh and Bo wants to eat it. So, like, the, this is the phase that we're in. So, I think as they get older, hopefully, it'll get easier. I also like to tell myself that they have a finite amount of chaos in them, and then it's going to run out soon. <laughs> when is soon? I don't know. I don't know, because we can't take a weekend away more than a couple times a year. Like... We can't do what we did last weekend more than a couple times a year. That took a lot of organization and fancy dancing to it get just, that done. And, and like it was like we booked a cottage a week and a half before. Like this was a week and a half ago. Yeah. And I don't think it was a matter of like we booked a cottage. It was we went to Airbnb and we looked at what was available. It wasn't like, you know, we had a choice of where we went. We were just like. Well, I mean, and, and actually like I could see us going back to that place in particular. Yeah, it was pretty it's great. 45, 50 minutes away. It checked like, a lot of boxes. It's got everything we need. Um, but back to bringing fun into our daily routine. Like, I think it's those moments of us, like, pausing together in the moment in the morning before the day starts. Like, even if the boys are in the kitchen and breakfast is getting a little bit, like, loud and crazy, just, like, taking that second to pause and check in with each other. You know, when you get home from work at the end of the day, don't do that. When you get home from work at the end of the day, like, checking in with me as much as you check in with the boys like those little moments right like at the end of the day when you know it's time to kind of pack things in a little bit before we turn in kind of saying like is there anything else I can help you with like is just being on the same team and knowing that like we got each other's back and like I think those are the times that you're going to have those bits of unexpected fun Right. Where it's not forced. You're not like you're not trying to have fun. You're not like, you know, it's the the little bit of grab ass in the kitchen while you're unloading the dishwasher. It's the, you know, singing the wrong lyrics to the song. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't. I that would, was the source of some fun this weekend. I would like to create a graph of how many times you sing the right words to the song versus the wrong words. To the song. So, OK, so you sing the right words to the song just in the wrong spot. Often. <laughs> we were listening to like 90s, 90s alt. Yeah. And it yeah. was a bit of a throwback. Yeah. It was also pretty funny for us to like paint word pictures of what we were like during that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you never wore cords. I was like, I absolutely wore cords. Yeah. And a choker. No, I never had a choker. Like one of those seagrass ones never from a, Sea Jewels never had a choker. with shells. The only choker I wore is when I put your necklace on on the weekend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a quick mistake. I almost forgot my necklace at the at the cottage and Bill came down wearing it. He said, oh, I, I think I need your help. <laughs> I made a mistake. <laughs> I thought there'd be some slack. I thought, I, I thought I would be able to just like wear it for a while and... You'd be like, hey, that's mine. Definitely no, not. I, I couldn't, like, I had to, like, keep my neck sucked in. <laughs> suck your neck. How do you suck your neck in? I don't know. If I start talking, it, like, relaxes and my neck gets bigger. You just have to, like, think. I could, uh, you think know how I could tell? Because I could feel it as it was, like, I was like, ooh, I'm going to snap this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been kind of upset I came you. Downstairs, I was like, um, can you get this <laughs> off? <laughs> that happens. <laughs> Oh, and I snort when I laugh. So more snorting, more cheeks hurting, all of those things. Because I think that that helps us deal with the cra the crazy and the chaos. I got gangsters. And, and also, um, we're not sponsored, but I think we're going to be buying some loop headphone earbuds <clears throat> because the overstimulation is real. Like when they're ripping around, I, I kind of regret the tile floor. I wish that we had put in something softer. It's either the tile floor or the Batmobile. One of them's got to go. Yeah. 
the Batmobile um, is a little ride-on toy that Bo has taken to like trying to take off of jumps, like bouncing on it and slamming it into the floor. And, and then he also like, <laughs> yeah, and, but then also like tips it back and scrapes the back plastic piece Dragging his bumper on the floor. And it's just, oh, the, the chaos of the, like the wheels and the bouncing and the screaming and the chasing. And it's, it's endless. It's from the time they wake up. Until the time they go to well, sleep. And the kids get overwhelmed. Like the girls do sometimes. And I'm yeah. like, listen, they're playing. They're not fighting. The mm-hmm. screaming is fun screaming. Yeah. Like we have to take a big breath and deal with it. I invited Olivia to excuse herself from the table tonight at dinner because she was getting upset with the boys for playing at the dinner table because toys don't belong at the dinner table. She was getting kind of parenty with them, which I mean, I don't disagree with, but they weren't crying. They weren't screaming and they 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 were both ate their entire plates and they were both still eating. Like I had, we cut up, cut up more chicken and Hudson and Bo were both still eating chicken. And like, (laughs) it is a rare occurrence that you can keep feeding these for better or worse. Bo was putting, um, pieces of chicken in the bucket (laughs) of his skid steer loader and eating them out of the bucket. So I think now we just serve him his dinner in the bucket of the skid steer. I think that's just how that it, it comes off. Hey, like it comes off so we can wash it. So. Yeah, I wonder if I could like, I wonder if there's a model of that, that I can 3d print more of a spoon that would clip into the skid steer. I think that he would throw it in your face and scream at you. <laughs> I don't think that that it's would a, be an acceptable solution. It's a real possibility. It comes off. We can just wash it. Throw in the dishwasher. Yeah, but he can't get it out of it. it like, oh, but it's fun watching him try. Jim <laughs> <laughs> uh, stuff. Yeah, not a lot. So, not too much. Um, we wrapped up our postpartum class last week. So last week was our last session of this last um, group of ladies that we had through. It was a full group. We had twelve ladies and their babies. Four of them were comebacks, which is really nice. At the last session, we always do um, we do question of the day in the gym. But we also have kind of adopted that into postpartum class. And on the last day, we always ask the ladies what was their big takeaway from our time together at the sessions. And it's always so interesting to hear what everybody um, learns about their bodies, about other people, about their shared experience of early motherhood and um, – one, I might get emotional. I might. I'm absolutely going to get emotional. Um, one mom who is in this group um, was in our very, very first session back in September of 2020. And I don't know if anybody um, knows this, but 2020 was a really tough year. And it was especially tough on moms, I think, um, because healthcare was in shambles. And hospitals were doing, I would like to say that I think hospitals were doing their very best, but I think that they did new moms pretty dirty in the year 2020. There was some things going on in um, prenatal and postpartum care that were just absolutely abhorrent for better or worse. And one of the moms um, had a pretty tough experience. Um, And so it was interesting to hear her reflections after this pregnancy Versus her 2020 pregnancy. And I just thanked her for coming back and thanked her for sharing her story because it was, it was a bit redemptive. She had a very redemptive birth and um, even her experience, like she was three months in and her daughter hadn't met her parents. Like it's tough. And I think that whole first week of that session, we spent crying just because it was so traumatic for so many. And so it was just really, sorry, it was just really nice to hear her have a positive experience with this birth, come back to the gym and just kind of like have so much grace for her body and saying like, you know, my body has birthed two babies. My body has gone through you know, a pretty wild ride in the last three years. So, I mean, if there's any takeaway that I can give to a postpartum mom, it's that. So, 
that's postpartum class. <laughs> and that's a wrap on postpartum. Yeah. And I mean, it's so rewarding. It's probably, um, you know, one of my favorite things that we do in the gym, not just because we get to see babies, because that's always, always fun to see little ones in the gym. And then kind of like following those families as they grow and as they have subsequent pregnancies and, and have them, you know, come back again, which is like such a huge honor to be able to help moms through, through subsequent pregnancies. But I think just like helping moms to really slow down because what we do is, is not a bounce back lose your baby belly mom stroller boot camp that's not what we're doing we're really slowing things down and and looking at pelvic floor function and um you know coordinating breath with movement and taking things really really slow and you always see the moms there's there's one or two in in every group that they're they have an athletic background and it's always a matter of us saying to them, like, take your time, slow down. I want you to do this at half speed because it's more, better, faster, where our approach is slow is fast. Take it, you know, take it slow. We're in this for the long haul. So really helping them to slow down and think about function as opposed to, you know, bouncing back. So it's good. Um, hopefully we'll do another one. We have, um, five moms in the gym that are having babies all kind of around the same time. So, um, Brooke from Middlesex Chiropractic is the, um, chiropractor that we do postpartum classes with. She wants to take the summer off, but all of the moms that are in the gym that are having babies right about now, um, need a postpartum class in August. So I think I might end up running a session for them, a small group session for them. So that'll be nice because it'll just be me with some of our gym members who ha have had babies in the last little bit. So that'll be good. We've got the Women's Enrichment Day this weekend too. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, this should go up Wednesday. We're trying to keep it consistent on Wednesday. So if you're listening, you have a couple of days. Yeah. If we don't get enough participants, because right now it's it's not looking like we have enough to to run it. So if anybody hears this and they want to sign up, reach out as soon as possible because I'm going to make the final call, you know, sooner rather than later so I can let the presenters know. But we've got Nicole Lee from Integrity Barbell is going to come and do a beginner um, weightlifting workshop. And Nicole just got back from a weekend with Greg and Amy Everett in Oregon. Cool. Yeah. So she did a Catalyst Athletics camp. So she's pretty high caliber weightlifting coach that um, is going to come out. And if we need to cancel this weekend, we will definitely um, sim like postpone and reschedule. Like, I really, really want to have Nicole out and get her eyes and hands on our athletes. So Nicole was going to come out and do that. Um, Olivia Vokes from Her Optimal Health is going to come and do a pelvic floor seminar. That's Ruby. Workshop. She's kicking at the door trying to get out. <laughs> She's probably like raking her hay. Yeah, so we got pelvic floor. And then um, one of our um, previous yoga instructors, Nicole Sleekers, is going to come do yoga and meditation. And then one of our members, Jess Ireland, is going to do um, self-expression through movement. So kind of some some dancing. And, and this goes back to having fun, right? Like, you know, having fun, moving your body, dancing, you know, at the expense of maybe looking silly, but like being vulnerable. And yeah, so lunch will be included. Um, I've got some little treats up my sleeve as well. So get on it, that if you want to. Yeah. May 6th, 9.30 to 3, I think is the time. And it's $150 because we are paying our presenters for this one. So cool. yeah. Um, yeah, I had real repeats on my list to talk about today, but you don't want to talk about it. We don't need to talk about it. It was terrible. Today's, today's workout was challenge. It was, it was difficult for me because, um, Eric really dialed in, one of our coaches really dialed in my rowing technique. And I don't know, I, by the end of it, I was just like, man, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Just like, oh, it was really like the, the, the cues that he was giving me 
I could understand, but couldn't implement. And today was um, seven by 500 repeats. And by the sixth one, I was getting tunnel vision and seeing stars and not able to finish the seventh one because I felt like I was going down. So I kind of pulled the shoot on the last interval and didn't finish. So I sometimes you got to man. I, yeah, I, the, it was the first three intervals that got me because I tried to make so many changes and just got super lactic in my legs real fast. And I don't, I don't deal well with that. So there's no, there's no new workout name though. No, I didn't barf. <laughs> no. If you throw up in a workout, it's now named after you. We have two. Brooke and Matt and Sam. And Sam. Yes, we have three. I don't think I have Matt's in there. I don't think I was ever told that. Yeah. It might not be in Sugarwood. I can't remember what workout it is. I'll Uh-oh. have to go back because I think I took a picture of it. All right. We'll have to figure that out. I'll double check. Yeah. Cool. That's it? Anything else? I don't think so. No? Hoping to get out hunting this week. Oh, yeah. So Wednesday. might have some, might be able to talk about some turkey hunt. Thunder chickens. Yes. Yeah. It's season opened last Tuesday, but based on everything going on, I haven't been able to get out. So I got out and shot a little bit today and hoping on Wednesday morning to be out before sunrise and see a little action. Since I don't coach on Wednesday morning anymore, you're going to get up early and... Would have been tomorrow morning if you had a coach, if you would be coaching Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So Where are you going to go? Oh, I'll go to the conservation right here. Yeah. You and everyone else. No. No? I've only ever seen two people there in the years that I've been hunting over there. Um, and the people who tried to steal your trail cam? That was one of them. <laughs> I've only ever actually seen one person in there. Yeah. So, other than the neighbor's dog following me. Yeah. But, ginger. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. ginger. <laughs> there's the swear. She says, <laughs> there's she, our explicit lyric. She says in her broken English, there's a chain at the, on the tree. You can just chain her up. So I was like, I'm going to do that because I don't want to shoot your dog. Yeah. By accident. By accident. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't intentionally ever shoot a dog. Although I kind of wanted to a few times. Ruining my damn hunt. But anyways. All right. Tune in next week. Good luck, Bill. I mean, I've got a month, so it doesn't have to happen this week. But <laughs> I've seen him out there. I've seen some turkeys. Hudson They're... needs some new feathers. He broke his turkey feather trying to stick it through the keyhole in the bathroom while I was going number two. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's your favorite... Benchmark workout. Question of the, we didn't, this is your question, your weekly question. What's your favorite benchmark workout? I think it might be tomorrow's. I think it's filthy 50. Really? Yeah. I think it used to be grace, which is 30 clean and jerks. That would have been my guess. Yeah. I don't know. Filthy 50. Filthy 50 is up tomorrow and that's a beast. Like that's one of the ones that you want to have done it. You don't want to do it, but you want to be on the other side of that one. How many times have you thrown up for filthy 50? Twice. Where? Fifth Avenue, New York City. <laughs> yeah. With my nanos in my hand and my short shorts and my tall socks. <laughs> At seven o'clock on a Saturday morning. Walking, walking back down, to the plaza. Yeah. Walking back to the plaza hotel with your mom. <laughs> That's my filthy 50 story. What's your favorite benchmark workout? Um, Jackie. Cindy. Really? I thought you would have said because Jackie. Because I'm terrible at pull-ups and push-ups. Uh-huh. I like Jackie. Yeah. Grace. DT's the hero workout. So DT's a favorite too. I like DT. But no, I, I do like Grace because I can smash that one. Karen, because that's another good one for me. We're just saying names for people who don't like CrossFit. So pick one and tell say what it is. would be well, Cindy, and mostly because you can do it all sorts of different ways. Cindy has written is a 20-minute AMRAP of five push-ups, five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats. Mm-hmm. And you can do it any way you want. Mm-hmm. So what I've done before is do that as an EMOM. Every minute you have to do one round mm-hmm. and you get some rest. And I've also scaled that because sometimes five pull-ups and 10 push-ups isn't accessible. So it'll be like three, three, five, and 15 air squats is the, I'm the ringer on that one. So I can do that one. But I like it because you can adapt it that way. It's like, hey, I don't have 20 minutes, do 10 minutes. Yeah. Don't have, uh, I mean, pull-ups tough. You can modify it different places. I mean, yeah. And no equipment well, other than a pull-up bar. Yeah. Which even at a hotel gym, sometimes you can find like a shitty little pull-up bar and you can do like strict, which is still a great workout. Like mm-hmm. even if you only do two strict pull-ups or something around. But yeah. Yeah. Just because I'm not great at two of those movements and 
and because you can adapt it and do different like variations. I can't remember. I can never remember the name. There is a name for that workout done as an EMOM. Chelsea. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We used to do that. Jamie and I used to do that all the time after we night of drinking. <laughs> Flush it out. It was our trackside workout. Yeah. So after, between the two days of trackside in the morning before we went, we would do that workout as an EMOM and it would smell like beer. <laughs> then we'd go and have more. I can't go through the list of what Filthy 50 is. It's 50 reps of a whole pile of different movements. It's gross. Box jumps, walking lunges. If you Google. Jumping pull-ups. Lunges. I said lunges. Um, If you Google Filthy 50 cross. Wall balls, kettlebell swings, burpees. Has there push-ups? I can't remember if there's push-ups. I don't think so. Anyway, it's tomorrow anyway. It's programmed tomorrow. And weirdly... Actually, the reason I said it is because the CrossFit affiliate programming is now available to everybody free of charge. Hmm. Two affiliates free of charge. You used to pay as an affiliate, you could pay extra to get it. Um, it's going to be in Sugarwatt, apparently. Yeah. I don't know when. I would like to take a look at it. I did look. I did log in and see this week's. It looks the, the programming looks good. It's a lot like Spiel, where we get lots of stuff with it. Yeah. Um, there's like a video for the week, and then there's like all little pieces and there's warm ups and everything. We're getting a little bit long on the episode because we want to try to keep them to an Tomorrow hour. Tomorrow is Cindy is why I say Oh, that. interesting. Would you ever – I think I know the answer to this question before I ask it. But would you ever leave Spiel's programming in favor of doing CrossFit affiliate programming? For our affiliate, no. I, 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 there's no – I mean the only advantage is it's free. We pay for it yeah. for, from Spiel. But to be honest with you, it is worth every dime we pay. Mm-hmm. It's worth 10 times what we pay. I agree. Um. The only reason that I would find value and want to have it as something that we could offer in our programming is if we had somebody that was at the caliber of a games level athlete, I would like to keep an eye on it and have them do some of it because there's always hints in the uh, like the the main site programming mm-hmm. in the lead as up. to what's going to come to the games. Yeah, that'd be my only like thing. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap it up. Alrighty, folks. Talk to have you a great week. week.